Good morning, everyone. How are we all doing today? Welcome to twitch.tv forward slash ice cream reports. How are we all doing? I see you in the chat. Hey, hey, how you doing? You all had a good weekend? If you have, please feel free to let us know. My weekend was okay. How was yours, Bib? Yes, it was quiet. There wasn't much going on, but I can guarantee it's going to be different this weekend. It's going to be different this weekend. Why is that, Bib? Uh, because the vast majority of the UK has opened up today, Graham. The world is back-ish. Ish, ish, ish. Obviously, don't forget the ish, uh, which is exactly what I want, want to mention to you guys, because it's, it's exactly 10 a.m. Ish, <laughs> ish, ish. If you don't know who we are, my name is Graham Day. How are you doing? How was your Monday? Did you have a good weekend? Let us know, let us know. If you don't know who we are, as mentioned, I am Graham. This is Bib. Uh, and we are Ice Cream Uploads. And in true Ice Cream Uploads fashion, this is the scoop. Not only is it an ice creamy thing, but it's also your daily dose of news from the world of video games and beyond. We are here to give you our thoughts and our impressions on the biggest, the best, and the breaking stories from the world of video games. We want your thoughts and impressions on our thoughts and impressions. So if you're live in the chat, please feel free to get involved on behalf of everyone watching and listening on demand. So we do go live on Twitch at 10 a.m ish each and every single weekday but that live stream gets turned into a podcast a video for youtube and an audio podcast on itunes and spotify and soundcloud and google play so if you're in the chat please feel free to get involved on behalf of everyone watching and listening on demand later on at home and elsewhere <laughs> before we get into the show though before we start talking about the big stories of the week so far on the first day of the week yes it kind of would be the week so far nice okay uh, before we start talking about those stories i want to mention that we are giving some things away if you want to get yourself some freebies just type exclamation mark giveaway in the chat Someone want to type it? Go type it, exclamation mark, giveaway. That will tell you how you can bag yourself a £50 voucher to spend at Insert Coin Clothing, which is where this PlayStation hoodie is from. Um, exclamation mark uh, giveaway will give you the deta details of that. You basically, we run giveaways through something called player.gg. It's just a website that allows everything to be tracked so we don't do it all manually and stuff. So we can people can enter via Facebook or Twitch or Instagram or whatever, or all of them if they want more chances of winning, or just by watching us here on stream. So anyway, exclamation mark giveaway will give you that information. As well as that, exclamation mark loot drop if you're a subscriber. Most of you will know already, but if you're a new sub, Make sure that you check out exclamation mark loot drop because you could be missing out on, on the chance of winning something free every month. One person gets something that's just our way of giving back to the community that supports us. Nice. Speaking of exclamation mark giveaway, Tito, I see you. Thank you very much. Mod of dreams, exclamation mark giveaway in the chat and the loot drop in there as well. There you go. Both of those. Um, let me jump back up and welcome everyone in. Lake, is he? Oh, hello, ish. There he is, Mr. PUBG mm -hmm. himself. Uh, Tito, uh, oh, hello, let's go up the ICU. Happy 10 a.m. ish. <laughs> Lake, 1 p.m., yes. Uh, Enix says, yeah. Oh, okay, nice. I mean, oh, okay. <laughs> good morning, good morning. Uh, Mr. Gagad says, good morning, gents. Good morning, sir. How was the weekend? How, how are you doing today? Mr. T. There he is, pro streamer extraordinaire himself, Wagwan. Wagwan. How's things, dude? How's things? Uh, the uh, ICU extra scoop. Um, is that what it was? Extra serving? Extra serving? I, 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 Bibby went rogue and, and, and chose the name Second on his own. Serving. Second serving. There you go. I, I figured this out. It was good, though, anyway. Whatever the name was, it was good. So good that I forgot. <laughs> Clearly. But no, it was good. It was good. <laughs> the video is going good. It's going well. It's nice getting, getting those numbers. I mean, obviously, we're only a small channel on YouTube. We focus mainly on Twitch. But in terms of how our videos perform, smashing it. So, GG's. Thank you very much. Good morning, Chucky. 
Uh, fresh out of securing yet another PUBG dub on the weekend. Hey, hey. For those of you that did stick around for that as well, by the way, I was live for six hours playing PUBG on Saturday. I only meant to jump on for a couple, um, and it lasted six <laughs> hours. So we so we got three dubs. We had quite a lot of games. We got some love from other people. We had a bunch of new followers, some raids and stuff. So it was nice. It was nice. For everyone that did tune in over the weekend, dropped raids, follows, hosts, and all that jazz, we absolutely appreciate you. Thank you very much. Uh, anyway, let's jump into this split screen. Woo. Nice. So we have uh, quite a wide range of stories today. I'm going to jump straight in. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll keep the chit-chat to a minimum because we have, like I say, quite a lot to jump across today. But the first one is particularly spicy in terms of the titling itself. If you follow us on social media, spoilers, we are at Ice Cream Uploads across all social media channels. You will have seen that our lead story today is that PlayStation's Steam page is live and seemingly hints at more PC content this is written by andy robinson at vgc and it says sony's pc storefront lists 41 pieces of content but only around half is visible playstation studios steam curator page has gone live and it seemingly hints at more pc content from the ps5 firm steam curator pages allow approved companies or individuals to highlight games and content for sale on steam typically companies use their curator page to bundle their own content into one storefront playstation studios uh, page lists 41 games and dlc as associated with the sony division but currently only 24 pieces of content are actually visible on its storefront currently Horizon Zero Dawn, Predator Hunting Grounds, and Helldivers are the only PlayStation PC titles available for purchase on Steam. Days Gone is set to release for the platform later this month. In a corporate report published last summer, Sony first said it would explore bringing more PlayStation, uh, PlayStation exclusives to PC following Horizon Zero Dawn's release on the platform. Then earlier this year, Sony Interactive Entertainment's president confirmed PlayStation will bring, quote, a whole slate of games to PC, starting with a Days Gone port set to release this month. Speaking to GQ, SIE boss Jim Ryan said that the opportunity to bring PlayStation's IPs to a wider audience as well as an easier port process meant that making more games for PC was now a fairly straightforward decision for the company. Um, do you know what? I think we can we can stop there. We get the gist of it from that. We've gone over the rest of it before, so if I go over that, that will just be rinsing and repeating for the people that have been here for previous episodes. But PlayStation's Steam page, baby, is now live and hints at more PC content. What are your mm. thoughts on that? Great. Fantastic. More people get to play amazing games. I mean, these are games that have been out for a while. I mean, Predator Hunt and Grounds is the newest, I think, of the bunch that have been listed so far. Um, so mm. the likes of Horizon Zero Dawn, the likes of Days Gone. Um, they've They have games that have been out for many years now um so why not that they've reached max capacity they've given these games away for free on the playstation so that other people can play them if they didn't have them originally the ceiling's been reached how else can people play these games and digest them now okay we'll just put them on pc like we're still going to get money from them so why not it just makes it makes perfect sense Obviously, they will, the console exclusive will remain console exclusive for a number of years, months. Even third-party games nowadays are console exclusive for a specific amount of time, whether or not it's six months, 12 months, a month. It, uh, there is exclusives for third parties. So, yeah, this makes perfect sense for them. Why wouldn't they want to put these games on a platform that 
opens it up to millions of other people that have wanted to enjoy this game but haven't had the opportunities because they don't have the console. Perfect sense, Graham. Perfect sense in my eyes. I mean, <clears throat> I would question the decision for this. Not question it in terms of whether it's a good or bad decision. It's definitely a good decision. But but you don't necessarily need to have a curator page. So I want to know what the reasoning for this is. Is this just so that they have a branded place, a business card, so to speak, for PlayStation Studios on Steam that they keep semi-updated? Is it just that? I mean, it could be. It could yeah. be. I'm saying it's a spicy story. It could be just a case of, oh, well, we're putting some games on Steam, so we might as well brand it properly because we're PlayStation and we kind of should. Or is it a case of, okay, we didn't need to have this page there, but we want to put this page there because we are on the verge of a big change. And I think that's kind of that's kind of where I hope it is. We've seen the kind of the, the winds of change with the likes of Horizon Zero Dawn, um, Days Gone, and obviously uh, Predator Hunting Grounds, although that we kind of, as you mentioned, that's kind of new for us in terms of we never mentioned that before because we don't really see it as a PlayStation Studios title, even though clearly it is. Um, but Horizon Zero Dawn opened up the floodgates is this now the trickle the start of the trickle before the flood because i mean, i, I want to see that flood i want to see all of those playstation the playstation plus collection that we all have on ps5 if we have a ps5 i know a lot of people don't have ps5 i'm sorry yeah. i'm not I'm not trying to rub in but uh if you have a ps5 you get access to the ps plus collection all those titles or half of those titles which are first party ones in theory should be on PC too. Is this another symbol that PlayStation have gone, okay, we've made exceptional games. They've done incredibly well, but we've hit saturation. PC is a huge market that gives us the same again uh, in terms of potential user base. I mean, a lot of them will have played it on PlayStation. A lot of them won't because a lot of people just play on PC. So is this another symbol that PlayStation is taking that step? I, I hope it is. I'm going to say, yes, it is. I mean, obviously, we don't know. Take it with a pinch. It might not be. It might just be a case of it's another show, a social channel that they've decorated. But it shows that they're taking it seriously to some extent. To the extent of that, we can't see. But that's a good thing for all of us, right? right? Well, do you think then, in that case... Before the year is out, we potentially see a God of War moving over to the PC. Are we going to see The Last of Us? I think The Last of Us will probably be the last to get that get the call up to the to the Steam store. Um, I think they'll keep that one. I think they'll keep that particular game close to the chest. But Gears of War, uh, the Gears of War, God of War, potentially, I could see move over. But I mean, God of War and The Last of Us, uh, maybe Uncharted. I don't know. Those those are the kind of games that I think they can let go. Day is gone. I think they can potentially let go of Horizon Zero Dawn. But I think them three. I think will be it might be a while before we see them ones. I think they'll 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 have bigger content leading up to the release of that. Whether or not it's at a state of play conference or when if there was to create their own conference at an offline event um like psx that would be a good idea for them to be able to do it but i think that's kind of where you get the proof in the pudding then at that point we believe in pc mm. we believe it gives us more ways for people to play our games we've got an easier porting process so therefore we believe in pc as a solid medium for playstation oh so you're gonna put your biggest titles on there fuck no those are our titles <laughs> we're not sharing the meat i mean you can have you can have the veg and the fries on the side but the main meat in the no that's for us apologies for all vegans and vegetarians i'll ch change the meat bit for for whatever you whatever you want it doesn't have to be meat i'm just a carnivorous person so that's what i go for so yeah that's kind of going to be the proof is we have horizon zero dawn if horizon forbidden west which is currently in development 
and that is, I mean, Horizon's already done okay. If Forbidden West comes out and they put that on PC at the same time, because surely they can do that now. It's an easy enough porting process. You're already in the development process anyway. It kind of makes sense to me to put that out at the same time. I know that that's to me, but they, clearly that doesn't work for everyone because so many games launch on, on PC and then come to console or launch on console and then come yeah. to PC. GTA, for example, biggest game, huge in the, like, but that comes out on pc after it comes out on console um so it doesn't surprise it wouldn't surprise me if it didn't but it'd be good to see if it does come out within the release window uh because that kind of means okay forbidden west we are paying attention we are putting it out on pc at the same time but then like you say we have god of war ragnarok coming too so if ragnarok like that's a playstation studios title being made for the playstation console that's always been a playstation title does that legacy, that being a PlayStation title, does that make it harder for PlayStation to give away their children to other people? Like this is this is our baby. We've raised God of War, and now we don't want to give it to anyone else. Or do they mm. firmly believe that, like Xbox, Xbox is a concept now, not just a console. Xbox is the theory of playing those games, not owning that console. So you can play your Xbox on your PC. I'm I will be playing Xbox after this stream, as we play State of Decay, yeah. through my PC. How do I say that? Is it Sidrak? Thank you very much for the follow. Welcome into the stream. Good morning. Happy Monday to you. Appreciate you being here. Thank you very much for the follow. Um, exclamation mark giveaway, by the way. You've just followed. You've mm. entered yourself in for a chance to win some stuff, but you have to enter it, obviously, through the social post in that. But anyway, good morning. Um, so if we... We've seen Horizon move over, and you could... Uh, the guys at, at um, Guerrilla might not like the fact that we're calling Horizon a bit of a lesser title. I don't mean it in any any of that sort of mm-hmm. way, but it's newer. It doesn't have the legacy that God of War does. It's not. Um, it's already kind of like being outed to other platforms on PC. So, so that's a title that they can recycle. Forbidden West. It's easy to put that on PC. We've done it already. Um, God of War has such a long legacy of PlayStation. Um, being hand in hand with PlayStation, that that might it might piss off PlayStation players. I mean, I, I I'm I'm all for that because I think anyone should be able to play any game platforms. I'm not I'm I'm wearing a PlayStation hoodie, but I'm not platform biased. I I am gonna I'm wearing a PlayStation hoodie. I will be playing on my Xbox on my PC <laughs> shortly, so I'm very platform agnostic in that <laughs> sort of sense. Um, but yeah. Will they think, okay, God of War is ours. It's PlayStation. We don't want to share it. Will they think God of War's, uh, God of War is PlayStation user-focused? And if we do put that on PC, it will piss people off, so we don't want to share it. That I think that will kind of be the, the proving grounds. That, and then, like you said, The Last of Us, huge console seller, platform seller. Um, so that one you have to feel would sell if it comes to PC. I mean, they've made The Last of Us Part 1, it, that's coming to three different generations of console. Yeah. So do they just keep that as a PlayStation exclusive in that sort of sense? Or or are they happy at the fact that it's been made for so many different platforms that PC is just another version of that? Hmm, interesting. It'd be, it'd be good to see. I, I'd, I'd, like, I'd like to see it come out. And, and then you'd start to get into the, oh, what about Spider-Man's then? Insomniac, I mean, they've made games for other platforms previously when they were obviously uh, independent. They're now part of uh, Sony's first 
party of titles but like could insomniac make games but then you think actually insomniac spider-man spider-man's owned by sony sony don't let spider-man appear in the marvel games and yeah i don't know i don't know so there's so many intricacies in this that that i would love to see more playstation games coming to this to the steam page and all we can do is wait i know that's what we always kind of say we'll keep you updated that's part of the part of the thing we've been in the news you can only talk about the news that's happened if not it's speculation um Mm -hmm. I can't wait to see how this speculation pans out, though. Is this just a, oh, well, we'll put some games on when it suits us, or is this PlayStation fully embracing PC? If you're going to create an account on a platform that you didn't need to create, this PlayStation Studios page, so let me bring this back up for any late arrivals uh, into the chat. This is the PlayStation Studios uh, PC storefront, so obviously they don't have to have this page. They've chosen to opt into that. That could just be making their, their stuff look nice on PC, or it could be them fully embracing PC. I hope it is the latter. I genuinely do, because that would be incredible. And it, and it would be PlayStation making, arguably, the first big step that they didn't have to make after Microsoft have made so many big steps. So with the likes of Game Pass, with the likes of cross-platform, with the likes of um, uh, xCloud and, and so on, and playing on PC, X- Xbox have been doing all of this stuff already, and PlayStation have been like, okay, we're happy enough with just our box, our, our console. We don't need anything else. This is the first time they've done something that they didn't need to do. I mean, arguably, if the world's moving around them, you kind of need to keep up. But they technically didn't need to. So if, if that is them embracing PC, it's, it's, it's a nice sign that PlayStation's not... We keep saying, is it is it dormant or is it dead? Is it a sleeping giant that's actually doing stuff or is it is it just not bothered anymore? Is it is it where comfy? We're just going to take a, take a nap kind of thing. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll keep you updated anyway. We will. Good morning, yeah, Mr. Mr. Mean, Oops, yeah, sorry, sorry. Sorry. I'll finish that. Good morning, Mr. Garlic Clark in the chat. Good morning. Uh, will Sony charge for crossplay on PC? New revenue opportunity, Kappa. Exactly. <laughs> touche. Touche. What were we saying then, babe? Yeah, it, this doesn't mean to say that, like the Xbox, that these games are going to be coming to PC on the same day. There's no way that they're ever going to do that. They're going to try and keep these as system sellers for as long as they can. It, that just defeats their own logic of trying to reach max capacity and reach the ceiling that I could potentially get rid of this game on their own console before moving it over to a different audience. So it ain't gonna ever gonna happen. Xbox do that. But that's because they uh, we hate to I hate to say this, but they they was in second place. So they're trying every single avenue to try and get this game in front of as many people as can. Sony at this moment in time they have no intention of doing that. I wish they would. But they are console sellers at the end of the day. They are exclusives. They want people to play these games on their console first. They want to be able to shift this 450 pound console from their warehouse to your living room to play the games that they create rather than just having a box of some kind whether it not be a pc box your xbox or your playstation and everyone can play these games it defeats their own logic and it defeats their own it defeats their own i don't know i don't want to say logic but that's their intention to be able to play these games on these consoles for the first time they want to get rid of these consoles if you could just play these games on anything who wants to who would then go out and just buy a playstation you might as well just go and buy an xbox and play everything or but get a pc and then play all the games on epic all the games on steam like, yeah we're never going to see these games come out on pc first day it ain't ever going to happen uh, just going to stop you for a second there and say, Gary Clark has gifted a sub in the chat hey. to Iceman, who responds in kind 
with the uh, exclamation mark garlic clark in the chat yeah gary thank you very much for yet another sub appreciate the gifties um Iceman, if you're not already, I think you might be, but if you're not already, get in the Discord. Get yourself in the loot drop for this month. Gary Clark has just bought you a ticket to win a game of your choice, potentially. Not guaranteed, obviously. Potentially. Um, uh, but, you know, I, I fully agree with the, the sentiment there. Because, I mean, if are we talking... Because that's where this trade-off is. There's multiple different angles. Is this PlayStation just, just updating a page because it's a business card and they'll throw some stuff at Steam because, okay, some of it might work. Is it them fully embracing Steam as a platform that they Safe want to utilise as steel? Bonsai as well Bonsai with a sub. Eye. Bonsai eye. Bonsai. Do you know, yeah. I actually watched Karate Kid Part 3 yesterday. Uh, so there you go. Bonsai. Welcome in, Bonsai. Yeah, appreciate half a year of support, dude. Thank you very much. I massively appreciate it. Um, Gary says, if he wins, it's mine. <laughs> That's not how it works. Uh, Plumerico says, morning, chaps. Good morning. How are you doing today? Banzai. That one was for you as well as Banzai as well. Um, but yeah, back to it. So, so is it a case of they're just putting a few games out on Steam? Is it a case of they're fully embracing Steam and they want it to be uh, an, um, another way to play PlayStation games? Or is it a complementary thing i think like the way that bibi has said it in terms of the, the games will come out on playstation and then they'll then they'll allow pc users to get involved i definitely think that's the way and it, it doesn't say that in their wording but if you kind of read between the lines that's that's where it says no nowhere do they say we are making steam a priority for people that can't play on playstation it's a um the process for porting games is easier so now this is the quote bit it's a fairly straightforward decision to put games on Steam. Fairly straightforward decision means, yeah, all right, if it's easy enough, we'll do that. And then if you go forward again through the quotes, um, this is once again from Jim Ryan, Sony Interactive Entertainment boss. It says, there's an opportunity to expose those great games to a wider audience and recognize the economics of game development, which are not always straightforward. Um, the cost of making games goes up with each cycle as the caliber of the IP has improved. I can stop the quote there. We don't need to finish it. You get the idea is that games cost a lot of money so we can make money back with this. We'd be daft not to do it. That's what it is. That's where it is. So I think we kind of nailed it there. Is We could still see them have a bit of an amalgamation of the two, taking PC seriously, but secondary. PlayStation and PC, mm. not PlayStation and PC. PlayStation and PC. That, that's that, that yeah reading between the lines that's what i'm getting there does i weeding i don't know if it, what i did weeding or reading <laughs> between the lines whichever one i said you can do that one uh and yeah that that's that's what it seems like for me so playstation steam page is live it hints at more pc games coming it lists that there's 41 pieces of content even though only i think 24 um pieces of content are actually uh, visible on its storefront. So does that mean there's more coming? Does that mean they're talking about things that isn't on there? Could that be linked to the, the Days Gone stuff that's due to come? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. If more gets announced, we will keep you updated. Tud on that story. But now, let's let's stop talking about PlayStation. Let's start, let's start talking about the other side of the console. So... Uh, Spectrum, as this article from Tom Ivan at VGC says, Xbox Game Pass is getting Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance at launch for consoles, PC and phones and mm. tablets via Xbox Cloud. Dungeons and Dragons everywhere. I don't know how to pronounce this. Took? 2K? Um, we'll go with 2K. There we go. No, we'll go with two because it's easier. One syllable. Two games, upcoming Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance will be available on Xbox Game Pass 
at launch. The action RPG will cost £33.49 when it's released for Xbox One, Series X and S, PS4, PS5 and PC on June the 22nd, but it will be available to Xbox Game Pass subscribers at no extra charge. Another win for Game Pass. Members will be able to access the game through Xbox Game Pass for consoles, PC and phones and tablets via Xbox. Xbox Cloud. Does it say Xbox Cloud? Yeah, Xbox Cloud. Uh, supporting four-player co-op across PC and console, Dark Alliance drops players, quote, into the forgiving, uh, unforgiving frozen hellscape of Icewind Dale. Okay, Icewind Dale, nice. Uh, to take on iconic Dungeons and & Dragons and monsters and collect epic loot, according to Game Studio head and creative director Jeff Hatton. Funcom also recently confirmed that fellow fans of the game Conan Exiles will be coming soon to Xbox Game Pass for PC and console. Originally released in May 2018, Conan Exiles is an open world survival game uh, set in the savage world of Conan the Barbarian. Uh, May's new Xbox Game Pass titles include Dragon Quest Builders 2, Outlast 2, Steep Final Fantasy X. Uh, XX2 HD Remaster, Just Cause 4 Reloaded, Psychonauts, Red Dead Online, Remnant from the Ashes, FIFA 21, and Knockout City. Uh, we'll stop there. Um, probably should have had this as the last article of the day. I didn't realise this was more of a, a wrap-up of free games, but there you go. Xbox Game Pass, get Dungeons & Dragons Dark Alliance at launch. Yes. Two-part question that you may uh -huh. be able to answer in one part. Um, <laughs> could you see yourself playing Xbox uh, uh, Xbox Dungeons & Dragons Dark Alliance at launch? And even if you can't, Game Pass still adds more and more free titles at launch. Still the best deal in gaming? What are your thoughts, Pip? Yeah, I mean, I was going to buy this game anyway. Uh, I've been waiting for this to come out. It looks it looks brilliant uh, like i'm not a massive D, D player i've never played the board game i've always wanted to but i haven't got enough nerdy friends that want to be able to play it so this is right up my street it's probably the best i could probably get even though it's not like a turn-based game or anything like that that you'd expect the board game to be like but i mean it's using from what i've read over the last couple of months it's the the lore i don't know the lore of dungeons dragons inside out obviously because i've never played it um i've only ever played the mmo versions uh like a Neverwinter. So this is right on my street. I can't wait to play this. I was going to buy it on my PlayStation anyway, but now it's coming to Xbox for free. I don't even have to dip into my own pocket. This is fantastic. Um, so yeah, I can't wait to play this one. Um, obviously, if anyone does have Xbox Game Pass and they want to be able to play this with their friends, hit me up when this comes out because I will be playing this anyway. So it'd be nice to play with Run Fruit with some other people. But yeah, again, another game from a third party that's coming over to Xbox and releasing their game for free on Games Pass on release. This is is a complete contrast. Complete contrast from the conversation that we've just been having with PlayStation. PlayStation will release their games on PC eventually when they probably reach mass market. Xbox are doing things like this now, where they've just PlayStation have technically just lost money from me because I'm going to be playing this on my Xbox now for free. So it's pros and cons. It's pros and cons, Graham. Um, comment in the chat from Gary says two. K games sounds like what you would get if you ordered 2K games from Wish. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> Touche games. Uh, no, this is this is huge again. It's not huge. It's pretty small. We've heard it before, but it's still huge for significance for me for Game Pass once again in terms of 
Okay, Xbox Game Pass is getting Dungeons & Dragons Dark Alliance at launch. That doesn't speak out to me that much. I mean, Blake says, I'm a huge nerd and I've never played D&D. Am I a failure as a nerd? I'm, I'm, I'm a nerd too, but I also haven't played D&D. So, so in Plum Rico's words, yes, <laughs> we are <laughs> failures as nerds. But, I mean, I'm not going to play this. I'm not going to play it. But it, the messaging again, another... I mean, Dungeons & Dragons is huge. Uh whether all of that How audience come? fully trans, uh, transitions over to console or not, not sure about that. I don't know enough about this Dungeons Dragons Dark Alliance to say whether this is going to be a huge acquisition. But mm-hmm. it's the message. It's Game Pass getting another game at launch. And I'm, I did mention it there, and I mentioned it with a little bit more um, uh, pronunciation, uh, a little bit of when I said it, but Knockout City as well. Later this month comes to Game Pass uh for free. I don't know if it's Game Pass for free or if it's just Game Pass for free through EA Play. Maze New X. No, Game yeah, Pass for free. EA Play are doing it for 10 days for free. They're across everything. EA are doing it for free for 10 days regardless. But I think Game Pass is having it for free. Yeah, yeah. I've just double checked as well by looking down. So it does. it is including the new uh, Game Pass titles bit. So yeah. Knockout City, FIFA 21, obviously, end of the cycle. Still a big game. Still shitloads of people. People will still be paying for FIFA 21 now, especially with um, the FA Cup final coming out of nowhere on the weekend. Uh, We have the Europa League and Champions League finals still to come. And then we have the Euros in the summer. FIFA will sell through this summer. So the fact that that, that's on Xbox Game Pass, huge. Knockout City is massive for me because, I mean, I've got FIFA. I'm not going to buy it, but I would have been looking at Knockout City because that's class. I mean, I do get it through EA Play, but a lot of people don't have EA Play and will get it through that. I mean, how good... Once again, is Xbox Game Pass at delivering that? Whereas Sony, yeah. obviously, likewise, uh, on the flip side, has gone, okay, well, we're doing okay. We'll just move to, to PC. When it makes straightforward business sense until that point, yeah, you just play it on our console because you've all got it. Everyone's got PlayStation. Question. Tell me what you think Have about Have you watched me. the trailer of this? I haven't. Right, so play the trailer, but mute the sound because the soundtrack is from Ozzy Osbourne. He's, he's done the soundtrack to this one, so he'll probably get DMCA'd. Um, but like this is a typical four-player co-op game. It looks, I, I think this looks amazing. This is definitely something that I could see being streamed on this channel. It's a shame that we can't listen to the audio because the soundtrack is magnificent. It's a very Doom-esque. There was something blurred in the trailer. It looked almost like a, a middle yeah. It was finger. someone giving a middle finger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. See, you blurred it, but I still knew what it was. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it looks cool. I'd probably enjoy this if I was playing it in a team of four. I think I'd get get the, the vibe from it then. Um, yeah. It's not something I would play on my own, for sure. That said, I mean, I am looking at watching the full Lord of the Ro- uh, Rings well, double trilogy, so the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit trilogies, uh, the enhanced extended editions over the next few weeks. So that's 17 hours of films that I'm watching. And this, obviously, it's, it's that fantasy um, yeah. genre. It's, it's pretty much Lord of the Rings on video game form. I mean, Dungeon Dragon fans will probably hear that, as would Lord, Lord of the Rings, but you get what I'm saying. It's the same sort of crossover. So it looks good. It does look good, actually. I mean, my initial yeah. my initial kind of thoughts <laughs> after seeing the, the image at the top was I see a dude with a, a Viking medieval axe and some form of ogre. That's every other game that's ever been gamed ever. That's a Bibby game, is that? That's full on Bibby game yeah. territory there. But the, but the trailer looked decent. I'll I'll, I'll take it back. The trailer, the trailer does look good. Yeah. 
but the, 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 these kind of games like D&D is the the pinnacle of these types of games and a lot of people will say the Elder Scrolls is and I would throw my hat into that ring as well but when it comes to nerdy uh, wizardry fantasy RPG games D&D is the pinnacle so like, you could argue that D&D is the godfather and everything else before it is just a, a clone of D&D but yeah, this the, I've been waiting for this game for quite quite a few months. I've keep on seeing the trailers coming through. I've been on the Reddit's. I've had a look at the comments of people giving me try. Well, giving everybody I said not necessarily me. I'm not asking the questions, but I understand that a lot of the lore behind these characters is from the books, from the board games and stuff like that. So that's what more people are excited about. It's not just four characters under a D&D banner and no one knows anything about it. It's lore of characters, people, D&D yeah, people, nerds that have been since the dawn of time that have been playing it in their basement 35 years ago and now getting their characters being brought to life in this. So it's not just a four-player fantasy game that's just had D&D tacked onto it. This is actually something that people have been waiting for and I have no lore behind these characters. I know nothing about them. However, this looks like a game that I would absolutely love to play. Uh, to answer a question in the chat, um, I've lost it. I think I don't know if it was Tito or Plum Rico. Someone asked when the game comes out as well, by the way. June 22nd on Xbox mm -hmm. One, uh, Series X and S, PS4, PS5, and PC. So June 22nd. So a month and five days. There you go. Uh, I yeah. can't actually find the comment. It's probably staring me straight in the face. Is there a date? There we go. It's Plum Rico. Yeah. <laughs> Is there a date for the D&D Game Pass release? There you go. June 22nd. Um, Tito says, all your nerd passes and associated privileges have been revoked. You are not true nerd if you've never played D&D. We did look at I don't at have it. the friends to play it. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's kind of a big thing. I mean, I, I played... <sighs> What was it called? Advanced Dungeons and Dragons or something like that on the SNES. Uh, and I played a few, I had, I had one of those little LCD digital games and stuff. Um, so I technically have played DD, although it's not DD. I've played DD games. I've played games of DD. <laughs> Semantics. Yeah, you know. Uh, but yeah, we. We were going to organise some stuff, so we used to have part of the ice cream team. They've died now. Not died, died, but ice cream died. Uh, Jacob and Connor, who were a pair of brothers. Uh, funnily enough, they were each other's brother. I mean, that's kind of how it works. Uh, but they were talking about bringing some D&D to ICU in the studio, uh, so kind of like having the full top-down cam and having the, the gameplay and stuff. So mm -hmm. we were looking at that, but that kind of it just never came to fruition. So maybe one day we will have some D&D playthroughs. Uh, and we, we do have access to shitloads of different D&D uh, game packs too, because Lee and Mark, um, Jelly Ice Cream directors, have uh, a bunch of them between them. Uh, Super nerds. Yeah, yeah, mega nerds, mega nerds. So they they <laughs> they are nerdy enough to to hold the the nerd pass for the rest of ICU. We we are we are nerded under their nerdy banner. That's what it is. We are <laughs> we are nerds by proxy. Uh, I see the the first type of game that I even played like this. I think this is it was like the gateway game that I ever that that just got me into this like fantasy thing. Did anyone ever play Dragonheart? Dragonheart, yeah, Dragonheart on the PS One. It was called like Fire and Steel. Or something like that, Dragon Half Fire and Steel, I think it was. It was like a 2D side scrolling game. It was proper shit. If I look back at it now, it's proper shit. But I think it came out when I was maybe seven or eight. And I thought it was like the best game in the world. That was, I think that's what opened the gates for me in terms of these fantasy games. And then obviously, 
you get into like the Lords of the Rings and all that other shit that comes after it. But yeah, that, that was definitely like the, the the gateway for me in enjoying these types of games. So we've come a long way since Dragonheart, I'm telling you now, because that was an absolute bag of shit. Well, Dragonheart, Fire and Steel. I, I, when you said Dragonheart, I was like, I'm sure that's a film. But the um, the brief wiki blurb on the, was, the Google image search says it's loosely based on the 1996 film. So, yeah, it, that's where I know the, film Dragon, uh, the name Dragonheart from. It was a film, and Dragonheart, Fire and Steel was was a, a dodgy knockoff. So it's absolutely a bibby game. <laughs> yeah, it looks it, it looks proper shit. Yeah, like, back then, it looked wobbly as hell. It, 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 yeah, well, I've got pictures on screen now for anyone there you go it's i mean it's, it's graphic for back in the day <laughs> there's, there's bodies <laughs> with blood and clouds and ooh. i mean i imagine parents were like filing court cases left right and center this is this is a film that my kids watched with talking dragon in it kind of thing or whatever it was and and now bits of bodies no i didn't sign up for that didn't sign up for that it was uh, just, for me it was just like an evolution of side scrolling like streets of rage and stuff like that but now I've got a shield, I've got a sword, I'm going to chop bitches up. <laughs> um, I've never played a D&D game either. It's a bit too nerdy for me personally. Uh, there are nerdy games and then there is D&D. Yeah, see, that's <laughs> the thing. I mean, I was always kind of the same, but then as I grew up and I realised that I'm... And uh, take this as 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 uh, real as you want it. I'm a cooler nerd i just realized that i'm thinking i'm too cool to be a nerd but what i realize is i'm just a nerd that's a bit cooler so so then i think <laughs> do you know what i probably should play D because because i'm sat here in a room with a fucking power rangers helmet in it so so, <laughs> so am i really that cool well that's so, so yeah i kind of i kind of want to play D to see if i actually would enjoy it I, I reckon i probably would it's obviously you make the game be what it is so i reckon i probably would enjoy yeah. it uh Pum Rico says you'd be mad not to try it if you have a game pass absolutely game pass freebay jobs are good uh, on console and or on pc speaking of which that's a good point to jump off of this article and jump into the next one so also on pc and xbox is a game called gears 5 um but if you have gears 5 an update forces pc and xbox users to play together this is written by michael beckwith at metro gaming and it says Gears 5 players can no longer opt out of crossplay between the PC and Xbox versions, and the reactions have been mixed. While developer The Coalition is supposedly working on a new franchise, it continues to support Gears 5 with new content and updates, but the latest one appears to have split the player base's opinions. Just getting a burp out there. I muted it. Saved you all from it. You're okay. Um... Uh, there we go. There's a lot included with the Operation 7 update, which is scheduled to drop on May the 18th, including a couple of new characters, a new map, and various tweaks and changes to the game's online. Actually, I'm going to stop for just a second and say Empress Real Royal Rose. That name is a mouthful, but I got it out of there. Thank you very much for the follow a couple of minutes ago. Very much appreciate having you here. Um, but there's one detail that's left some players tilting their heads in confusion. Tucked away in the lengthy blog post on the official website, the Coalition states that starting with this update, PC and Xbox players must have crossplay enabled. No ifs or buts. Beforehand, players had the option to opt out of crossplay so that it only play against opponents on the same platform. The reason for this was because some believe that PC players who use a mouse and keyboard have more 
of an advantage than Xbox players using a controller. The Coalition feels that, thanks to certain updates and the ability to play either version with a keyboard or controller, the Xbox and PC versions are now in line with each other to the point where they're pretty much identical. What? Um, with Operation 7 Drop 1, we are introducing a field of view option across all Xbox One devices, bringing console settings in line with PC, reads the blog post. Um, we will be removing the crossplay option across Gears 5. Currently, we see 40% of our players disabling the crossplay option, significantly impacting the matchmaking time for other players on both PC and console. With a field of view update coming in, the ability to plug uh, a mouse slash keyboard into your Xbox, plus the frame rate and input lag reduction on the new Xbox consoles, we feel we're at a point where the parity between Xbox and PC is almost identical and confident enough in making this change going forward for Gears 5. The responses to this this so far have been rather split on uh, one fan on reddit called the, the decision a mistake and that it risks driving away players however they were met with responses from those who claimed to suffer no real disadvantage from playing with a controller removing an option especially one that could make matches intrinsically unfair doesn't seem ideal but it appears that the coalition's priority is reducing waiting times by forcing all players together uh lots of tweets uh Shitty move, uh, the player base needs it. Uh, you realize that people can plug uh, mouse and keyboard in on Xbox, right? Uh, and also with FOV change improved and FPS and Series X, you're in your own words still at a disadvantage. There you go. That is the general gist of the community sentiment from within the article. The gist of it though, Gears 5 has a new update. PC and Xbox players are all playing against each other regardless. Doesn't matter if you're a mouse and keyboard or controller, you are all in the same player pool, regardless of your platform. Bib, what are your thoughts? Mm -hmm. I think this potentially is a problem that we are going to face. We obviously have wanted cross-play to be a thing for the longest time. For games that the, the, the player base is starting to drop off a little bit on one system, but it's thriving on others. They obviously want to try and splash them together to have more of a chance of being able to um, link up with each other or have a 100-player game if you're playing Battle Royale. The difference is there is a massive difference in keyboard and mouse, and I think the only people that will tell you otherwise is people who play on controller. Um, if you play any game and you are half-decent at mouse and keyboard, you're probably going to... I mean... You have people like The Dark who play mouse and keyboard and then Z Laner who play on controller who's just as good. But there is a difference because they're too high end, the high end players. Do you know what I mean? So the likelihood is, if you're playing a game in a lobby with people who are half skilled on each, people who play a mouse and keyboard probably will have the advantage. And a lot of people will probably disagree with that as well. So this is where it falls down. It's difficult to try and smash them two communities together. Yeah, I, 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 I imagine no easy way out. I imagine this stats. I, I, I've never actually looked for it because I've never really needed it. But I imagine there is something out there that will give you. Yes, yes, you will get some bionic freaks that can use controllers incredibly well. Um, but I imagine there is something out there that will show that there is a definitive statistical bias towards using mm -hmm. a mouse and a keyboard versus a controller yeah uh, so i mean ads has put it in there simple fix matchmaking filters for for controller there will be people who use controller on pcs can you filter those people out so that they all go into the same match room uh, there's no easy way out of this i don't think and i know that's easy to say it's, a, it's kind of a cop-out statement there's no easy way out you either have it or you don't but i mean i'm getting better with mouse and keyboard now i would probably say i'm 
just as good with mouse and keyboard than I am with my controller. I'm not that great on either, but I'm probably better on with mouse and keyboard because I've been playing it for so I've been using it for so long now that it's kind of second nature. But people who are miles better on mouse and keyboard will probably eclipse the best per well most people on the on a controller as well that again we can't win no one can win with this and this has always been on the periphery when you start to have cross play come over unless most games now allow people to play mouse and keyboard on their consoles because that's always been the biggest gripe on pc nine times out of ten you can play a controller you can plug your controller in you can either use your mouse and keyboard or use your controller on consoles not every single game has that facility like there's, it's only started to become the norm now that like we've talked about State of Decay. You can play that with your mouse and keyboard on your Xbox if you wanted to. But there's a lot of games that don't allow that. So, I mean, can you play mouse and keyboard on PUBG on your Xbox? No. Yeah, so if you start having cross-play bases like that, then you're at a massive disadvantage. Yeah, I mean, as the way he's... Uh, mentioned it is how I would always say it. My my esports background would always recommend the same thing. If you want shared audience, that's fine. Platform should be plat people should be platform agnostic. Realistically, am I on a PlayStation? Yeah. Am I on a PC? Yeah. Am I on a Switch? Yeah. Whatever. All in the same pot. Yeah. It might look better on your PC than it does on your PlayStation, which in turn looks better than it does on the Switch um, or the Xbox or whatever. But that shouldn't matter. The way it looks and the way it's spat out at my end, I mean, I could be playing on a PC but then running it through a fucking 720p monitor or Bibi could be playing on the exact same PC but spitting it out through a 4K 120Hz monitor because he's Bibi 2 Lambos, obviously. Um, <laughs> so the way it looks is kind of irrelevant as long as it's responsive and runs and fine. But how I interact with that game, that is how it should be filtered. So throwing them all in, and I don't doubt there is some operational needs here in terms of 40% of players don't have cross-play enabled. I don't like the way that they, they, they mention that. I'll come back to that in a second, but that's a lot of people... Um, that's segregated from anyone else. So that's people that will only sit in... Xbox queues or only sit in PC queues, which means that everyone queuing for a game at the exact same time, but in parallel queues that will never cross over. Oh, you're queuing? Yeah, me too. All right, nice. And then they wait for their own separate games. If they were all in the same queue, the queue would move faster. They'd get in and get it gone. Okay, that's 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 fairy tale world. Oh, that's where it all works. They all get in. They all play well together. But then I walk in with my sticks and, and hammer my stick to the left and go whoop and turn around. Baby with his uh, twenty-seven thousand DPI flicks his uh, mouse to the side, does three rotations like he's some sort of Olympic diver, turns and then puts his crosshair straight on my skull, kind of thing. It doesn't work. I mean, I get that they're saying that everything looks like it kind of works and so on, and I know that there's some people in there saying, oh, it's kind of balanced, this, that, and the other, and so on. But but the, the merging of PC and Xbox, not that bothered about. The merging of PC and Xbox and mouse and keyboard and controller, that's the issue for me. I, don't, I do not agree with that. I'm fairly certain there was a game recently, and I think it was Modern Warfare that they've put the play bases together. And people who were playing on PC were just wiping out everyone who was playing on console. I'm fairly certain. I'm not 100% sure. Fairly certain that that was the case, and the player base started to it started to go away a little bit. And um, it caused fractures. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. That uh, that I'm pretty sure that was Warzone as well. Um, I don't know if it still is the case, but there was definite stories of PC players, and and, and to the point where there was a big outcry for 
disable crossplay. If you want to play Call of Duty on your PlayStation, disable crossplay so you can get rid of the PC players. Obviously, there's other things that have impact on that as well with cheaters and so on. So if you're playing on your PlayStation, you can't cheat. Not that you should, but you can. Whereas if you're playing against people on PC and they can cheat, you're always uh, at the result of it. So rather than becoming a cheater, just turn off crossplay, and that way you're not faced against cheaters. So there's there's all there's always issues with with linking platforms together. But yeah, that the format stuff is is a big is a big issue for me. I mean, people can still outplay other formats. That's not what we're saying. It's not going to be the case. I mean, I'm a good example of that. Uh, not a good example. I'm a really shit example, but I'm an example <laughs> that you can see in terms of myself and Bibi played in the Chicken for Charity event last year. So we played PUBG to raise money for charity. We all played on PC uh, because everyone was playing on PC naturally. And I played pretty well on PUBG, put me on a mouse and keyboard, and I suddenly go from, let's say I'm top 10% down to bottom 10%. Easy. It's that much of a drastic change. Um, And in five games, I think I had one kill or two kills, something like that, using mouse and keyboard. In the last game, I was playing with my controller and single-handedly wiped out fucking Overclockers team or whatever it was using a controller. They were Overclockers, so they were all on PC using mouse and keyboard. So I squad-wiped using a controller because I have good skills. Doesn't necessarily mean that they were at the top of their game because they were just Overclockers marketing team that decided to jump in and play some games for charity. So, yeah, all right, and some people can be other people and then if you get a top level controller guy versus a top level mouse and keyboard guy sometimes the controller guy will win because it's not nailed on but over time it's like it's like that's the equivalent of a cup game to use a football analogy anyone can win a cup game but over the course of a 38 game season the better teams rise to the top so like City uh, have lost a few important games so far this year, but but over the course of a 38-game league, walks it because they are the better team in the league. The cream rises to the crop, unfortunately. But mm. that would happen with, with mouse and keyboard and console. I imagine... I mean, maybe maybe Gears 5 just doesn't have that much of a dedicated um, audience, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, merging audiences to reduce queue times? Yeah! Forcing people with different controllers and therefore potential benefits that I don't have access to? No. And and even <clears throat> even people saying, yeah, but someone else can plug in a mouse and keyboard into your Xbox. So? <laughs> doesn't mm-hmm. my, my issue isn't with PC. My issue is with mouse and keyboard, which predominantly comes from PC. So merging the queues, okay, give me, give me the PC players that play in controller. You, you, you'll increase my or, or reduce my time slightly and, and we'll put these guys who play mouse and keyboard with those and reduce their time slightly. You won't get the overall queue time, but I would much rather queue for an extra 60, 120 seconds to get a game that I will enjoy and feel is fair all round than, wait, uh, than have a minute of my waiting time shaved off just to get into a game and then get absolutely slapped. Congratulations, you're in a game. Yay! Here's your potato and here's your rocket booster, like fucking like launcher kind of thing. What the fuck? Why? And that, that's kind of what it would be for me. Yeah. It's not for me. It's not for me. Fix it. Sort it out, mate. I, 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 am, I will be intrigued to see if they do fix it and sort it out. I mean, like I said, operationally, this is the bit that I was going to come back to. I didn't actually come back to it. Is if the game has been out for a while, it has. Gears 5's a year, maybe 
two years old now. I don't know when it came out. It's some, something like that. COVID times, you don't know. It could be six years. I don't know. I don't know. But it's been out a good while. It's a story game predominantly. It does have multiplayer, yes, but so a lot of people will have dropped in and dropped out. So the, the, the number of bases will be dropping off. Uh, so the queue times will potentially be increasing. And if people are segregating themselves, it will make queue times longer. Definitely. So from operationally, it's nice to throw everyone into one pot to speed it up so everyone gets in and out. But that doesn't always work. Throwing everyone into a pot just means that people can can effectively wait even longer to get the game that they want. If it takes you 60 seconds to get into a game, but you get slapped because it's a mouse and keyboard filled lobby, and then you get into another game, it takes you 60 seconds, you get slapped because it's a mouse and keyboard lobby, and then another one, you're looking at 10, 12 minutes before you actually get into a game that you think, okay, I'm actually competitive in this one. Whereas it would have only taken me an extra two minutes just waited in that extra queue so it'd be interesting to see whether they do roll it back or whether they do add in that that controller slash mouse and keyboard specific change i'm fairly certain it gears of war still had, well I'm, I'm i know gears of war 5 is still being uh supported that's what i'm looking for um but I'm fairly certain that they still have like massive esports tournament for Gears of War. I don't know if Jordan's still here, but he'll be able to tell us, being the Xbox guy. But I'm fairly certain they still have esports tournaments for Gears of War. So it is definitely still, it definitely still has a player base there. But like you say, segregating them out correctly is the only way to keep that player base there. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, <clears throat> I use a keyboard on PlayStation, but just the type, says Ads. Yeah, of course you do. Yeah, of course you do. All right, mate. It's like, I can't believe that they've got Elder Scrolls online on these consoles, but you can't plug in a mouse and keyboard to play them. You have to play with a controller, and it's the worst way to play. I moved from console to play on PC for the extra key binds and stuff like that. It blows my mind that they still haven't got keyboard support for those games. Dude, is, for an MMO. is there any way of playing against, like... Like something like State of Decay is not too bad because you're not really playing against other players. But like something like Elder Scrolls, do you ever fight against other players with it being MMO? Yeah, yeah. There's loads of PvP. Uh, it's it depends how you want to play it. The, the, those MMO games, I will never play PvP because I don't put enough time into the game to be able to get the best armor, the best weapons, and then go and take on the other people in the world that have the best armor, the best. If I would do PvP, it'll be a non-starter. But PVE, when you're when you're going out with your guild and you're taking down raids and things like that, that's perfectly fine. It it benefits you to have better armor and stuff like that. But the PVE elements of it is where I thrive more in those games. I much prefer those PVP. I'll just get wiped out. So yes, there is elements where you can go out and you can go and do one v one, two v two, three v three, blah 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 blah. Uh, but yeah, it's entirely up to you how you want to play those games. See, I can, I can, I do kind of see it a little bit then, in that sort of sense. But it's a similar sort of thing. If you can plug it, I mean, is there crossplay on Elder Scrolls? Or is it just console to console? Yeah, just that, console to console. That's where I, I kind of think I understand. I understand with the um, not no ability to plug it in because I imagine the majority of people that play Elder Scrolls will be PC players, and then the people that play on console are are the diehards that just aren't PC players. But there's probably a much significant number. So then, if you then start segregating that audience out, if you had PC only PvP using mouse and keyboard on console, uh, not PC, forget uh, mouse and keyboard only on console as a separate queue you'd probably the audience would probably drop off to the point where that well nix is here now there you go um that will probably drop to the point where it becomes kind of tedious you won't be finding other people there won't be as many people on kind of thing so 
I do kind of understand that, but yeah, forcing something that's still fresh, recent, and is console focused like Gears, not so sure. Um, Enix, oops, my name is mentioned. We did mention it a second ago. We're just asking, is there still currently Gears esports running? Gears of War, because we're talking about Gears 5 forcing PC and Xbox audiences to put it together in crossplay, which we don't really have, well, I don't have an issue with. I do have an issue with the fact that they are throwing in controller and mouse and keyboard all into the same pot too. So it doesn't matter if you're playing on a PC or an Xbox or mouse and keyboard and controller, which you can do on both platforms. I think if you're going to throw everyone in and force crossplay, fine. But keep mouse and keyboard and controller separate. But um, yeah, uh, yes, there is. EJO were the main ones hosting it, but it's moved. I think from then was just controller. Uh, well, not anymore. <laughs> I mean, it will be in the esports, obviously. But mm. obviously, even that, it, the the people training for the esports uh, finals, they can't even just play in controller only lobbies anymore because they don't exist. So so even the training stuff is kind of bizarre. Uh, anyway, let me jump back up through the chats. Um, oh rolling uh, still my favourite D&D slash dungeon crawler was Blood Witch on my Amiga says Plum Rico probably a load of shit if I played now but wish they would remake um, only near 4k graphics there uh, what, what, what what was that in relation to Bibby's super monitor no Bibby's got 8k graphics he just downscales it because <laughs> yeah it, right that's just what he does yeah um my, uh, read my nerd pass, says David. I've played the table version of 40k, know the correct spelling of the Klingon homeworld, and can tell you the USS Voyage's maximum sustainable speed down to the third decimal point. Can I keep my pass? No. No. <laughs> David is a nerd. Yes, there you go. Um, uh, but the cream always rises to the top. I did say that, but Ads has just quoted it to Randy Savage, who... who don't think Thank I've ever heard of Randy Savage. Oh, yeah. Uh... King Comic, thank you very much for the host. Good morning. How are you doing? Are you better than the weather? Because the weather is pretty shit. It just looked out the window. It's absolute dark skies. It looks like we're in the middle yeah, of that was Independence Day or something like that. Will Smith's <laughs> going to come flying past. What the hell? Um... Uh, oh, Madge actually ready. Oh, yeah. There you go. There you go. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, good morning, Jenkins. I'll read. Oh, good afternoon as it is now, but you did say it when it was good morning. So, hey, how are you doing? Oh, it was it was afternoon for you, I'd imagine, since you know, German time and that. But, hey, hey. Um, crossplay is really disgusting, mate. Uh, oh, it says disgusting. My bad. <laughs> good morning. Um, uh, PC flicks are a lot stronger, especially in third person. Exactly. That's the thing, though. I mean, like, you, you can do a million rotations in one move not maybe not a million but you can do shitload more rotations in one move not that you want to stand there and rotate but the speed of flicks headshot boom um spray transfers and so on like that it's just the potential off mouse and keyboard is so much higher than controller i just don't i don't agree with the mix um uh if you want an mmo where mouse and keyboard isn't a problem between console and pc then look at dc online uh play it on Twitch. Yep, there I you got many, many years ago on my uh, PS4. I think that was actually one of the first games I played on my PS4. Um, where's, where's Tilo's comment? I want to see Tilo's comment to David. What the fuck? People are talking Klingon in the chat. I don't know. I don't. What? What? Okay. T. Tito says, uh, "Okay, Fatman, Dave. I think you're just about to qualify." And then says something in Klingon, to which David responded with something in Klingon, to then. Tito responded with something else in Klingon, 
To which David responded with, how rude. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> okay, you two, you two get nerd passes for life. You're okay. <laughs> it's fine. No, no one's going to debate that. That's getting taken away from you. Uh, King Comet says, good uh, morning, Hope. All is well, chat. Nice, nice. Good morning, good morning. Uh, well, you didn't say the good morning. I added that bit in, but yeah. Uh, I hope all is well. It's all good, dude. It's all good. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm a bit better than the weather. Was going out for a run, but sod that. <laughs> go for a swim. Get, get your snorkel on. Jobs are good. And yeah, you get get full body workout with a swim. Um, <clears throat> uh, should increase now on Game Pass, says Plum Rico, to which Enix says, what should increase? Uh, DC Universe is already free to play on Xbox for a long time. I don't, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> um, uh, Gears focuses around shotgun gameplay, uh, which the focus is sort of key in Gears. PC players will have huge advantages. Uh, and... Uh, Puerto Rico says, ignore that, Miss Red. <laughs> okay. I said it's a good day to die. And then said to Dave, his mum has a smooth forehead. That's my mum. <laughs> uh, good old Klingon bants. Your mum's got a smooth forehead. <laughs> uh, when is Ice Cream Uploads getting a hot tub? We've got one. We just don't get in it very often. Uh, I can show you. Uh, whoop. Okay, green screen's not on, so it's not working. But yeah, there you go. I see you, hot tub. Yeah. Anyway, that's enough of that. Back into the scoop. <laughs> but yeah, we, we have one. I just, uh, we had it made up. I just didn't uh, use it. I only actually set up my green screen on Saturday. So I, I could get the green screen out, but it's stood up in the corner. I actually put the green screen away on Saturday. So yeah, I set it up and then put it away. Nice. Let's move ahead, though. Let's get things moving as we push towards the end of the uh, the news. We've only got two more stories, so I'll pick up the pace because we are uh, approaching an hour of being live now. So let's let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, EA patents a new Battle Pass system. Interesting. I always like this conversation. I do feel there's a lot of separationism. Is that, is that the word? I don't know. There's different, differing opinions <laughs> around Battle Pass systems. I'm quite for Battle Passes, but I know a lot of people are against them. But anyway... Haven't read this article, so let's go through it together. Vaspandas Tour at the Gamer says, EA has patented a new Battle Pass system which would let players choose their own rewards. So it looks like EA is aiming to change the traditional Battle Pass system based on a new patent. The patent reveals a multi-layered track as, a com uh, as compared to the linear track we're used to in games like Fortnite and Call of Duty Warzone. Battle Passes have become a standing feature when it comes to live service games. Their aim is to give the player... Uh, the player base something to work towards when there's no major event running the rewards mostly include cosmetics xp bonuses and in some cases minor equipment as well however the traditional battle pass system usually includes only a few items that players are actually interested in resulting in a grind to unlock them which is true EA's newly patented system, dubbed Seasonal Reward Distribution System, nice brief name that rolls right off the tongue, uh, aims to give players a choice. According to the diagram on the patent, thanks Game Rant, the proposed system appears to have multiple paths that players can choose from rather than being restricted to a fixed set of rewards. Much like skill trees found in traditional RPGs, EA's proposed system will let you choose one path based on the rewards you'd prefer to receive. Excuse me. 
A use case for this would be to segregate the branching paths based on the kind of rewards it offers. For instance, one path could offer mostly new skins for players who care for cosmetics. Another one would be loaded up with minor resources for players who prefer to, uh, not to mine them. And the third could be filled with XP boosts and other modifiers. Of course, this is just an example of what this type of system aims to achieve. It will ultimately depend on the game, but letting players choose their own rewards seems to be the ultimate goal here. Another feature spotted in the patent is the gold pass system this appears to be a premium battle pass system layered on top of the original one players can purchase the gold pass which will unlock additional rewards on the proposed battle track as with all patents we may not see the system implemented anytime soon if at all since the date uh, patent is dated may the 13th 2021 it seems improbable uh, that we'll see it in ea's upcoming battlefield game uh so New Battle Pass system. I mean, it's a fairly new system to begin with, but EA want to reinvent it, revitalize it already. What are your thoughts on that, Bib? I like this. I like this more than the current Battle Pass situation we've already got. You Big example, and this is one that you'll be able to chip in more with, the PUBG one. The PUBG one at the moment is, what was it? Pajama Playtime or something like that? Pajama Party. Pajama Party. So, they could have the battle pass running and instead of the clothes you'd be able to get an xp boost instead of the clothes or fucking whatever else it's going to be i even look to the battle pass um you'd be able to get i don't know the bp coins or the g coins or whatever it is that they use in the game so having just one layer of it across i mean um i'm sure pga do this already i'm sure they've already got two different um Battle Pass is running, so you get the free one, which has all of the stuff on, and then underneath is the premium one. So if you buy the season pass, you'll get two. If you level up, um, you might get two things for that particular level that you've uh, accrued. You may only get one if you've got the free one. So I, I like this. I like this more because it gives you... If you look at the Battle Pass and you go, there is nothing in that Battle Pass for me, but I'll be able to get XP boosts or stuff like that along the way. Um, then th that is the ideal situation. It caters to both markets. So, yeah, I'm all for this. Um, let me bring this up. So this is the visual for um, their pass that was in their patent. So it's, it's very, very um, minimal because it's for a patent. You don't want to give the full thing away, but that is their asset in there. But, uh, yeah, in terms of the free track and the premium track, that's kind of, that's kind of been something that's been present forever and in PUBG until this season. So this Battle Pass... The Pajama Party one is horrendous. It absolutely is. The content in it is dog shit. So I would love the idea to be able to choose different content. Um, I usually like the idea of a Battle Pass, even though it's full of naff stuff. I like the idea of grinding towards level 23 to get the emote or level 56 so I can get that cool pair of shades or whatever. There might only be three or four things in a Battle Pass. A Battle Pass usually has 100 levels and on PUBG, and then those levels you get something on every level. There's the basic pass where you get where you don't necessarily get something on every level, but then there's the premium pass where you do get something on every level. Whereas they've merged that into one pass this time. So you might not get anything at all for the first four levels on the free pass. But if you've got the premium one, you get something on every level, but then you both get something on the fifth, which will be the free one, which will be BP, which is useless. So you get nothing for it. Even if you get even if, yeah, free or paid, you get nothing for it because BP is useless. Um so I like the idea of it being uh what's the word 
well, go revolutionise. It's not improved upon is kind of what I was going for. Um, I like the fact that they're improving on that system because the Battle Pass system is good when the content is good. Uh, And that's what it all comes down to. I like having... Uh, the, I've paid for the Battle Pass this season, even though I almost didn't. Out of I, I didn't pay for the uh, I, I wasn't going to pay for it because I didn't want people, uh, I didn't want to be voting with my wallet by buying this Battle Pass. That's all, that's me effectively saying I enjoy this content, and it's not the content is horrendous. But enough people have shared that drastically, overwhelmingly that they cannot not know that, that that's the thing now. Um, but also the fact that we were streaming it for Insert Coin and uh, I like the missions. Even it, I, I, the Battle Pass gives me daily missions. It gives me weekly missions. It gives me challenge missions. Little things that uh, give me something outside of just playing for the PUBG win. So I, I like that. It gives me something in it. The cosmetics, if there's good cosmetics in it, fine. Um, but if there isn't, if there's not good cosmetics, if it's crap, if you are playing a real-world boots-on-the-ground survival shooter and you want me to be running around with one of those fucking sleep masks that cover my eyes, get in the bin. That's because you're making bad content decisions. If I can choose which bits of content I want, at least I can alleviate some of that. I know that I have to get the crappy, like literal your nana's sleeping gown, your nana's sleeping eye mask, and your nana's slippers. I have to pick up those three things on the way. If I could choose to skirt some of that um, and then go pick up yeah, okay, I didn't want any of the sleeping grounds shit or whatever, but there's a big bad wolf or something. I'm just thinking of fucking... I mean, big bad wolf's actually a bad example because it's been in there before. But let's say there was something in there um, that was cool. Maybe I could angle myself towards that, which makes my grind a, a little bit more worthwhile. The, the better solution is not have crap content in there. Um, but how do you make 100 pieces of bespoke content that people absolutely want along the way? Uh, it's, it's not, but, but focus on better content with better themes... If you can do that and then have this uh, gold track that allows you to pick up high tier rewards and you can choose to go um, like a skill tree left, center or right and and pick up certain things along the way. I I do like the idea. I do like it. Um, Do you know much about online games using cryptocurrency? Uh, I think it's a good idea, more flexible. How do you mean, King Comic, in terms of giving cryptocurrency as rewards or you paying for cryptocurrency we're talking so do you mean like say the battle pass would i buy that with cryptocurrency or would i earn cryptocurrency from playing through the battle pass uh magic man says i'm all for choosing my rewards i just object to paying for them which is understandable which is understandable it doesn't work for everyone um i don't mind paying for rewards in a live service game a continued service game because i see it as i've paid for my my startup package um it's, how can i the example i would use is is let's say line of duty you buy season one doesn't mean that you've got season two uh if you buy the dvd pack for line of duty season one you don't necessarily get the, the content in season two so you have to buy that dvd pack and so on so i don't mind buying uh, passes and stuff to give you those extra rewards i see that as extra content i do mind when the content is shit though because then i'm like do i have to buy that content to to be involved i don't want to be involved in the content if it's shit content well, i mean i did buy the shit content but but yeah that's kind of where it's an issue for me uh halo master collection is the best battle pass system what they have done is sicaronis mate says jordan and mm-hmm. um, that's how he says it by the way um 
Could be worse. I play a mobile game where they've just brought in two monthly battle passes at £20 each with no way of buying with currency earned in-game. It's a horrible ca uh, cash grab. And that's that's where it becomes shit because PUBG's battle pass is not a bad thing. Their content direction is a horrendous thing. Um, but where they are missing uh, the target for me is with the use of, of the extra cash grabs. Um, but that's a different conversation for a different time. Uh, to be fair, I checked the Battle Pass grain for PUBG. What the fuck is that shit? Um, example of Halo Master Chief Collection Battle Pass. You have 10 items per tier and you earn points. Use these points to unlock any of the 10 items in that tier. When you unlock, uh, unlock them all, you move up a tier. Okay, points are earned by completing daily slash weekly slash monthly. Uh, See, I, yeah, I like that. I like that. It's, you, you're getting rewarded for progression, and you can choose. And it's free. Well, there you go. There you go. If it's free, even better. Uh, that's the winner, winner, chicken dinner. Anyway, do you know what? We'll put a pin in that because we spoke about this before. But uh, EA are looking to revolutionize the Battle Pass system as we know it. Hopefully, it's a good thing because, you know, Battle Pass has started strong. Uh, we are now starting to see how it can be monetized not necessarily for the benefit of everyone, which isn't the best way. So revolution is good, as long as it keeps the customer at the forefront of those conversations. But now let's jump into our final piece of news. This one was shared by David. And how good does this look? That is a GIF that's been taken out of uh, the video that's embedded in the article. That that now looks like real world. If you, if you listen to this on demand, I definitely rec recommend you check out this article because this article looks at... Um, actually, let me rephrase this. Uh, Gizmodo writer Andrew Lazuski says, Grand Theft Auto looks frighteningly photorealistic with this machine learning technique. Um, the video is embedded lower down in this cycle. It is a little bit of a chore to watch if you're not heavily interested in video technologies. Uh, I will admit that. But the concept around it is incredible. So as powerful as video games consoles have become, even the most graphically stunning games don't look realistic. Real-world footage, which is arguably... Uh, the ultimate goal. They don't look like realistic real-world footage, should I say. Uh, but researchers at Intel Labs may have found a shortcut by applying machine learning techniques to rendered footage from a console that takes it from beautiful to photorealistic. Over the past few decades, the graphics capabilities of home consoles have advanced by leaps and bounds. More processing power in the machines allows them to not only render more detail in the 3D models that make up a scene, but to also more accurately recreate the behavior of light so that reflections, highlights, and shadows behave and look more and more like they do in the real world. But the hardware isn't quite to the point where video games look as photorealistic as the computer-generated visual effects that Hollywood blockbusters employ to wow audiences. A console can render 60 frames of video at 4K resolution every second, but a single frame of a movie featuring complex computer-generated effects can take hours or even days to render with photorealistic results. Game streaming is one solution where powerful computers far away render a game in real time and then send finalized frames over the internet to a gamer's screen, uh, screen. But this new research is even more clever than that. We've already seen machine learning used to transfer uh, the unique artistic style of a famous painter's work to another image and even moving video. And that's not entirely dissimilar to what's happening in this research. But instead of training a neural network of famous masterpieces, the researchers at Intel Labs relied on the Cityscapes dataset, which is a collection of images from German cities, uh, urban center captured by cars built in camera for training. Um, when... Let's see if we can fast forward the gist of it. Uh, with this new approach, the rendered effects exhibit none of those 
Okay, let's fast forward. I'll jump out. There's, there's a lot of heavy words. It, it, we're getting kind of bogged down here. The gist of it is they have a bunch of imagery taken from um, people driving around real world cities and they've used those, put those into a computer and said, these are samples of how lighting should look, how trees should look, how the ground should look, how buildings should look, how cars should look spaffed that into a machine and then played a game and ran a game through that. And then that has basically transitioned what's happening in the game into that real world styling in real time. And how good does the difference between that look in this gift? So GTA five there, that looks pretty nice, but that if you didn't see it, you would be well forgiven for thinking that is an actual IRL video. That looks incredible. Have you, have you, have you watched the video all, babe? Yeah, I mean, I, the, the, I think this came out like Thursday, Friday last week that I saw this. Um, this these gifts being shared around on social media, and it looked it blew my mind. Then it just everything's gonna look so good in it. Like <laughs> every single ge generation of consoles we get, everything, this is gonna. How can it get any better? And then a new piece of technology comes in, and you're like, it got better. <laughs> like where where do we stop? We can't. You literally can't put um can't put a cap on it, can you? Like it's, it, everything will just look better and better and better. It's it is so so good. Uh, I mean, there there are limitations. Obviously, this is mapping it to mirror a dash cam effectively. So it's got the 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 kind of washed out lighting. Obviously, the color and vibrance of GTA is quite a strong point. But when you put it next to that, and you think, okay, that looks so real. But the world doesn't always look like that kind of like almost washed out grayish hue to it the world sometimes does look vibrant and stuff and and how does that work when you get out of a car driving and walking around on foot but this is very early days testing um as you can tell if you watch the video it's, it's very much out of a research paper well it is out of a research paper so this isn't even for practical world usage at this point this is just early research but if if video technology can look so realistic in research terms imagine when this has gone through like layers and layers of research into something practical and then being picked up by someone like Epic and they add this. Mm. So we've already seen Lumen and Nanite added to the Unreal Engine 5. When Unreal Engine 6 comes along and we've got like IRL cam or whatever they call it, where it just changes your cameras to be that sort of IRL. I mean, it looks, it looks ridiculous. It looks ridiculous. Shout out to David as well for sharing this. I didn't see this at all. He, he shared it with me on Saturday while we were on stream and I mentioned that we'd put it in the scoop this week, but the the differences between in game and, and real world just look look stupid. The, my only my only criticism is if I bring this back on screen, GTA there, that camera looks a little bit like I'm watching like um because it's obviously based off of dash cam stuff, it looks like I'm watching mm. what was it called? Like cops. Bad boys, what you want, what you want, what you gonna do? I expect to see like this car just pull up and some police officer just running at the car in front, like, please, nobody move. <laughs> kind of stuff like that. Which, yeah, that, that that works in GTA. Not sure how you'd get on with that camera in uh Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance. But, but <laughs> well, Grand Theft Auto, it basically with this technology, you can't crash a car. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like there's no way of you being able to do it because you can't replicate it in real life unless you just have a lot of stunt dummies in the car but yeah <laughs> technology is mad uh mad says what the hell is that video i'm watching uh and then gary says that's insane how realistic it makes it look crazy imagine this being used in forza or and that's where it's that's where it's cool was that i mean the amount of applications for this are and they're not limitless 
for that specific thing. But the videos you go watching through it, they mention that you they've they've used the Cityscapes data set. So Cityscapes data set is a bunch of data that they've taken from watching um, cars driving around German city centres. So the lighting, the road styling, the building covering, the foliage and the trees, all of those those colourings are taken from that camera mounted on the front of a Mercedes-Benz in those climates. Um, but the video does go on to say that you can change those data sets. So if you start to get different uh, data sets that has different colorings and different buildings and different schemes and, and so on, then the the learning technique of the machinery can be changed so that it will learn different climates and different lighting and different so on, which which just makes it even scarier slash impressive that, that machines can go, oh, okay, we'll take your PC and we, I know you want it to look like this. Which which is which is wonderful, which is wonderful. But anyway, enough nerding. We've had D and D, and now we're nerding about video learning technology. There you go, AI, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I'll give you a quick reminder of the stories that we've had today. PlayStation Studios has a Steam page, and it is live. Does that mean more PlayStation games coming to Steam? I don't know. We will see. Xbox Game Pass is getting Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance at launch. Plus knockout, say obviously nice. Uh, Gears Five. Plus forces PC and Xbox users to play together, whether they like it or not. EA is looking to revolutionise the Battle Pass system, and Grand Theft Auto looks frighteningly photorealistic with that little bit of machine learning technology that we've just shown you on the screen. And that today is today's scoop. Thank you, everyone, for sticking around for an hour or so as, as we jumped through that. Um, Paul Marika says, okay, with getting a computer to learn what a car driving down a road, what next off to Gaza to see what a war zone is like? <laughs> I mean, that's that's the kind of thing, though. Um, that's, how do you do that? I mean, it's easy enough to get, to, to, like you said, to mirror uh, to mirror the, the the sights and sounds and and colours and textures of a city, but middle war zone? Don't know. <laughs> Don't know. Yeah, just just and just golf games gonna look brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's fine. Yeah. Just, just don't put a camera on me. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine it though you rock up at the clubhouse and then there's like uh, Tiger Wood-esque bloke just knocking balls around and then Bibby just rocks up looking like a Google Street View car with a camera sticking up out of his head don't mind me lads <laughs> just, just just do some filming uh, you've, spent, you've seen a lot of sand put it that way <laughs> Uh, but that's it. Thank you for joining us for the show. We are going to wrap things up. We're going to jump off now and jump back on with some State of Decay. So if you're watching this live on Twitch, stick around. We will go offline um, in about 20 minutes, so we'll jump back on fully sandwiched up to bring you the next episode of Happenings in Uploadia. Uh, before that, though, Bib, is there anything that you'd like to add? Yes. Again, thank you very much for joining us on this first episode of this week. We very much appreciate it. But if you want to get involved with the show and help shape it, there's two ways that you can do that. First of all, find us on social media. It's at Ice Cream across all major social media profiles. Or, or, Graham, get into our Discord if you are a mm. subscriber. Please make sure that you've linked your Discord to your Twitch. You may end up winning some cool prizes. Uh, but also in our Discord is an area called the Scoop. I'll win you from you is a URL plus your thoughts and impressions. We will then give you our thoughts and impressions on the very next show, which will be at what time tomorrow, Mr. Graham Day? Um, same time as every day. Bang on the money, 10 a.m. Ish. 10 a.m. ish. Just a reminder that we do go live at 10 a.m ish each and every single weekday we aim for 10am but we work in the video games industry we've got work stuff to do so we go live whenever we can around that which is why we have the ish emote for subscribers which i've just spammed in the chat and gary's just dropped into lovely you love to see it 
ish. Uh, remember, back in about Sugar. 20 minutes for the next episode of Ice Cream Uploads on State of Decay. If you're not bothered by that, though, then, then you don't have to. It's fine. We'll see you tomorrow at 10 a.m. ish. Until then, stay frosty.